Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray. Time for another great episode as we're going to teach you a little bit about the world of finance, retirement planning, all that kind of good stuff on today's show. We turn to Kevin for guidance and advice each week here on the program. He helps us march through these conversations. We have a little bit of fun along the way. He is your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area. He is the author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. Born and raised in Pinconning. Kevin, great to be with you again this week. All right, so let's go to the airport, Kevin. Uh, we're going to talk about how traveling through the airport is a lot like planning for retirement. So we've all been there, the headaches at the airport, but also hopefully we've had some good experiences at the airport before where you get through faster than you expected and have a good experience getting to your, your plane and your list of things, that kind of thing. Uh, there's a long list of items that you're not allowed to take with you on the airplane these days when you go through security at the airport. We all know that, right? Like the one that always gets me is the liquids. We'll be yes. on vacation somewhere and we'll buy a jar of, you know, I don't know, honey or locally made like, you know, lotion or, you know, something along those lines. And you're just not thinking, oh, that's going to get flagged at, um, you know, at uh, at TSA, and then you go through the airport, and your your backpack or your luggage gets flagged, and they pull it out, and they're like, uh, you have to throw this away or mail it to yourself. And you're like, oh great, well I don't have time to mail it to myself, so just throw it away. We've all been there before. Uh, is there anything that you should be getting rid of in our financial life before we enter into retirement in a similar fashion? What's the equivalent of that stuff we got the water bottles and all that we got to empty out of our bags before we go through the security line? Well, we're really stretching it this week, Walter. I thought that was a good one. You, you, that's that stretching it, you think? <laughs> no, no. I, you know me. I'm always in the airport someplace. So I, I, I yeah, just, this should be right up your alley. I think. Yeah. What, what's the one thing you think, we talk about it all the time, that you should get rid of before you go into retirement? I think uh, the answer would be debt here. Yep, yep. As much debt as possible. You don't want that hanging over your head when you're going into retirement. And when people come into our office, we'll sit down, we'll talk, and that's one of the first questions. You know, how much credit card debt do you have? Do you own a mortgage? And if so, and we got a few few years to work on that, what I want to do is I want to get as, get rid of as much as that as we can, because what does that do? It, it creates less stress on your portfolio. So let's say you have a, I don't know a mortgage payment of thousand dollars per month, maybe credit card payments of a couple two three hundred dollars per month. If we can free up that mortgage payment and those credit card payments, we just freed up $1,200 per month in that case. So that means I have to withdraw $1,200 less out of your portfolio, which puts a lot less stress on it. So those things, you know, we, we always look at debt. If I can do that, I'm a big proponent of paying off debt. And then also the other thing we want to look at and we want to get rid of are investments that are not currently meeting your goals. So when I say that, Walter, what's the new goal? What is it? Uh, retirement, right? Oh, retire- okay. Yeah. Or do you, yeah, they're going into retirement now. I was ready for a trick question, so I'm already overthinking it. You always <laughs> keep me on edge. I try to. But the investments that, you know, when you come into my office, maybe you have five years to go, now you're getting ready to retirement, so maybe you were focused on growth. We have to look at a diff- different direction, so it's time to put everything together. You want everything working, 
in the same direction as you are going. If you're going into retirement, it's going to be a different change or different investment mix as if you're getting ready to retire. You get, you're going through, you know, you start a new job, you're working, you got 10, 15 years to go, whatever it is, those investments are going to be different uh, probably in most cases than they are when you go into retirement. And the reason is there's growth versus income. We talk about that every week. All right, fantastic. All right, see, so that was a good parallel. You had plenty, plenty to draw on there. I did. All right, give me, give me some more. All right, so this is my spot. TSA pre-check. Are you pre-check? You got to be with I, how much you fly. I am. All right, I am. If, if people haven't heard about pre-check before, it's eighty-five dollars, and it covers you for a five-year membership. So it's extremely inexpensive, and in my opinion, Kevin, completely worth it. I mean. TSA PreCheck has been awesome throughout all of my years of, of flying ever since I got it. And again, if you haven't done it before, basically you get to go into that PreCheck line where you get, it's usually a much shorter line than the general population is going through. You also don't have to take off uh, most of the time. You don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take your laptop out of your bag. You get to skip a lot of those annoyances that you have when you go through the general line. And they just shuttle you right through. You get through much quicker, much faster. It's totally saved me instead of having to arrive at the airport, you know, three hours earlier or whatever. Um, you know, I could pretty much, especially if I don't have bags to check, I can just roll up to the airport a couple of minutes before the flight, get through security, and boom, done. Very done. easy. Yep. Simple. Totally worth it. Uh, is there anything in the financial world that comes with a cost but is absolutely worth it, just like TSA PreCheck? No, sure. You know, when you're talking about uh, TSA pre-check, you know, I'm flying out of MBS or I'm flying out of Flint most of the time here. It's not a big deal, but when I come down to or and I go down to North Carolina and see Paul, it's a big deal because that's a big airport and we got to get in and out quickly. So if we look at, if we if we try to correlate the two things, I think, you know, that 85 bucks that you spend on that TSA membership is well worth it because it streamlines the process. So I think if we look along those same lines, there's three things that come into mind. A good advisor. You know, if you're paying, you know, for a good advisor, you're paying the fees, you're paying whatever it is, and that advisor is keeping you in line, has a good income plan going with you into retirement to get you to and through, that is just money well spent as far as I'm concerned. Because that advisor is going to be there, it's going to help you through the good times, the bad times, it's going to make tweaks along your journey, because once you retire, it's going to be a journey, right? It's going to be from point A to point B to point C, and there's going to be many points along that way. So that advisor can help you stay on track with your goals and keep you grounded in most cases, especially in the market's been tipsy-turvy like it has been the last week, to going into retirement. Number two, if you have a good income plan. Now, I'm talking about a good income plan. I'm not talking about the cookie-cutter plans that say based on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel on risk? And then if you say 6, they're going to build you a portfolio based on 6. It has nothing to do with you. An income plan is going to show you how you're going to take your investments that you saved up until this point and how they're going to be turned into income without run, you know, without the possibility of running out of money. Now, there's several layers to this income plan, and that's what I'm saying. If you get a good income plan, it's well worth it to spend that money versus the typical cookie-cutter plans that we're seeing out there. And last, I think, a good tax preparer. A good tax preparer is worth their weight in gold. I can tell you that I've, you know, during this, as Walter puts it, three-plus decades of experience here, I've seen planners where they just fill in the blanks and say you owe this much or you're getting back this much. If that's what you're doing, I suggest you look around. You need somebody who's going to be proactive, who's going to give you some 
advice. Hey, have you thought about taking out a IRA? It'll save you this much on taxes. Have you thought about if you're a business owner, a SCP, a SEP program, it'll save you this much on taxes. What about the child credits? All those things that are being overlooked that need to encompass your plan. How about tax savings? If we do it this way, if we you know take Social Security this way, this is what how much your Social Security is going to be taxed. So all three of those things, a good advisor, a good income plan, and a good tax preparer work hand in hand, and that's money well spent uh, because that'll get you to and through retirement and save you possibly thousands of dollars going into retirement and through retirement. Fantastic. That is uh, great parallels, great examples there. Kevin, if you've got questions for Kevin as we go through today's show, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to get in touch, schedule a time to visit or ask some questions over the phone, whatever you're comfortable with as a starting point. 888-885-PLAN, again, is that number, 888-885-7526, or online at insightfolios.com. Dot com, insightfolios.com. We're talking about walking through the retirement airport, uh, what that experience is like, but how that parallels to retirement planning. At the airport, your gate number is usually listed on your boarding pass, Kevin, you know, A, A36 or C24, or, you know, I don't know if you're in one of those really big airports, it's, you know. It's always C in North Carolina. R, yes. R something else. Uh, yeah, whenever you come flying to North Carolina, you're always getting uh, gate C, right? C, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, as you do multiple flights to the same places, you start to pick up the patterns, right? Yep. Um, but it's important to pay attention because that gate can change. And I remember that's happening to me multiple times, but specifically one time where I wasn't really paying attention, and I was wondering why I was the only person waiting there for the flight and hadn't heard one of the announcements that says there was a gate change, and so had to do the old rush to the other gate. And of course, they didn't just change it from like C21 to C17. you know, 17. It was like C21 to A13, where you had to go through a tunnel and catch a little tram and like go to the other side of the airport to hop onto it. Um, so anyway, again, you got your assignment. It's supposed to stay that way, but every once in a while they'll change it up on you, and you got to kind of keep an ear out for that. What are some things in retirement planning that might change and cause you to adjust plans? What would your number one thing be, Walter? Let's see. Um, I guess t- uh, taxes, I guess, could kind of fit into this equation maybe if t- tax law changes or something like that on us. Yeah, because we have some new tax law changes, some new 401k yeah. law changes this year. So they move in the date on IRAs and those types of things, mm-hmm. inherited IRAs. The retirement date, right? That changes. Okay, yeah, that's true. So if your retirement date is coming up quicker than you thought, we need to sit down, we need to do some planning, or if it's a little further out, we have time to adjust. Is it approaching fast? Is it approaching slow? What's going to be your priority, Walter? If we're looking if we're looking at you know the gate change, What's the big change from people when they're working to when they get to retire? What's the number one thing that has to change? Well, you're losing your job, and so loses, you got to yep. change your 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 risk level, right? We don't we can't we can't have the market going up and down with the changes of the market, all that kind of stuff. Because you need income, income stability. Right? So you were focused on growth all those years. Now we need income. So the market, just like Walter says, up and down is going to affect that. And so we need to, you know, we need to look at that change. That's going to be a big change going in there. The other thing is, when do you take your Social Security benefit? We've had several people come in our office the last couple of weeks. They want to look at 62, 67, 70. And then how does all of that integrate? Because that could change. You may think you're going to take it at 62, but by the time we sit down and we do some income planning, you really don't need to take it till 67. You get a bigger benefit. That makes a lot of sense. And the big thing we see here with General Motors and Dow and all the other things in our area, you take a lump sum, you take a pension. 
right? Those things are always changing, right? They may offer you at one time and then they take it away or they may offer it at another time. Those things have to be, you know, put in place, have to be calculated and see which way is better in your overall plan. Notice how we weed this into a plan, Walter. All those things come in the planning process and they always do. So things change. You have to adjust. Your plan has to adjust and you have to have an advisor that can advise you along the way how to keep on board your current um, route, if we're talking about TSA or we're talking about planes this way, to keep you to and through retirement. So you take off and you land safely. Fantastic, Kevin. Again, if you got questions for Kevin about income, about risk, all the different things that we're kind of dabbling into today, please reach out with your questions, 888-885-PLAN. Kevin's easy to talk to, have conversation about what's going on in your financial life, some of the goals that you have for retirement, and start getting into the nitty and gritty of how to get there, how to accomplish those things. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call, and you can even get a full-blown customized consultation about your financial plan if you'd like as well. And uh, complimentary initial visits, all that good stuff. Easy access to come in, have a talk, find out if you're maybe the right fit to work together with Kevin, see if he can help your retirement goals. 888-885-PLAN is that number. All right, I got one more parallel for you here, Kevin. Almost anything you buy at the airport is going to be more expensive than it would be anywhere else in the world that you want to buy it. Uh, just the just the nature of it. You can't bring your water bottle in, so then when you go to buy the water bottle, uh, it's going to be eight dollars a bottle. You know that. It's kind crazy. Of thing. I know it's crazy. I mean, I guess they kind of do that to us at sporting events too, right? Like you can't bring in outside stuff, and then you get in there, and okay, so a uh, you know cup of beer is going to be you know eleven dollars or something stupid like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so again, but the airports where we really notice that all the time. Is there anything in the financial world where you might pay more or less for the exact same thing, but depends on where you get it? Oh, sure. So we can just look at investments, can't we? You know, you, you may see the expense ratio on your investment is 0.55, but in reality, it's 3 or 4%. So if we look at another investment that basically has the same, you know, stocks and bonds mixture in it, maybe it's active versus passive investment, it's going to be a lot cheaper. So just like one may be the cost of the airport, you're going into the airport, you're paying, you know, for mutual fund A, you're paying three or 4%. For mutual fund B, you're paying 1%. Those types of things. Investment plans, you know, they're all over the place. You may pay, I, I heard of somebody, Walter, I don't know if this is true or not, they paid $4,995 for an investment plan. Um, $49.95. That, was, that seemed kind of pricey to me. Sounds like a lot, yeah. Um, but... You know, when I looked at it, it was it was just a basically 60-40 mix. There wasn't any real planning going. There was a, it was a lot of pages, don't get me wrong, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but it was it was a big expensive plan. So maybe you can go out there and you can go online as far as I was concerned, look at that plan and probably generate something the same value, the same 60-40 mix that you could have got for $5,000 in that particular case. And I had a person come in yesterday, I can tell you this from a big brokerage house, their plan, now th- their plan was eight pages printed out. There was no particular order on this, but basically it came down, you need a 50-50 mix. That was it. Knew his age, that was it. Didn't know how much income he needed. Didn't know what the Social Security benefit was going to be. Didn't know if he had a pension or not. None of that was incorporated in this plan. But the only thing is based on his age, based on how he felt about risk, he needed a 50-50 mix. Now, that person paid, I think it was five ninety five for that plan, and that's a terrible plan as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't take the crucial information that you need in, to get into a planning process and come out with a reasonable expectation. So there's lots of things out there in our world. You want to look at turnover costs versus, you know, in, in the mutual funds, that's where a lot of the additional costs are coming from. There's lots of things out there 
that do the do the similar thing that we're talking about airport versus non-airport you know things that you buy so be careful you know check all around because if you're paying a few extra points a few extra percentage points you're paying two percent extra in fees and you didn't know about it and over the long term that adds up to be a big big sum so be careful going into that and look and check around. There's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion going and seeing if you're headed in the right direction. Again, if you've got questions for Kevin, go ahead and reach out now while you're thinking about it. Don't procrastinate. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. If you're anywhere in the Tri-City area, you can come on by for a visit in the office in Pinconning. All you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN to set that time up, or to ask some initial questions that might be on your mind. If you get the voicemail, don't hesitate. Leave a quick message, and Kevin and the team will be able to follow up with you and set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or you can go online to insightfolios.com. Lots to get to on today's show. Stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Marching on on Simply Financial. Great to be with you. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios based out of Pinconning. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button to ask questions, listen to past episodes, and much more. All at insightfolios.com. We're going to talk about some pain points in the financial planning world, but first, since we're going to be talking about pain, let's talk about crime for a little uh, little sidetrack here. Kevin, our crime of the week. You ready for this one? Sure. All right. Did you know that it's a federal crime to drive an off-road vehicle on public land and not yield to a horse-drawn carriage? Well, I, it, you know, Walter, in our area, that may apply because we have a lot of Amish people here. But okay. I, did not, yeah. I did not know that. But I'm assuming that law was written... Late 1800s, early 1900s, but that's an old one. Yeah. What's an off-road vehicle, though, back then, right? Exactly. I mean, did you have a, I don't know what it could be, but that's obviously a law that's been around Mm -hmm. for a long, long time. So what if if I'm in a Toyota Camry and I'm on public land and I don't yield to a horse-drawn carriage? That's not technically an off-road vehicle, right? So would I be in the clear there? Well, when when we're driving down the road and we see... The Amish, that doesn't work, so I'm assuming you're in the clear. I don't know, yeah. but I'm assuming, yeah. It's just as, if you're in what would be considered an off-road vehicle, that seems to be the sticking point. So yeah. if you're off-road but in a traditional vehicle, you might be safe to just you know blow right by, not have to worry yeah, about it. The old Model Ts, <laughs> I don't know if they're what they were considered. Yeah, what would that con- yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> this is funny. from the early days of Jeep or something like that. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to look that up. Yes, exactly. Or go cut off a horse-drawn carriage in an off-road vehicle and see if you get arrested. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll really know yeah. at that point. I- I think I'll I think I'll bypass that. <laughs> yeah, that of all the things you could get uh, federally prosecuted for, that would not be a fun one too. And that's uh, a federal crime. A yes. Federal crime. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, so anyway, this these next items are not crimes, Kevin. But I do want to talk about when it comes to financial planning, how everybody's got some sort of pain point. You know, for you and me, it'd be going to jail. We don't want to do that. Uh, but pain points are different for every person. Uh, everybody has something that maybe bothers them. And we've got a couple of specific examples in the financial planning realm. And I want you to tell us about some times, maybe, Kevin, where you've helped somebody deal with each of these kinds of pain points. You ready to roll? Sure. All right. Uh, first one would be extreme worry about running out of money 
before dying. That, for a lot of people, is their ultimate concern, isn't it? That is the number one fear when people come into my office and I'll say, you know, what do you, what do you want to accomplish today? And they'll want to say, I want to know if I can re- retire because I'm afraid of running out of money. And so how do you get over that? You know, we talk about this every, you know, every week. The key is to understanding how, when people come to my office and we talk about running out of money and that's their number one fear, we're going to dive into the planning aspect, obviously, but we're going to dive in further into how your investments are going to produce the income through up markets, through down markets, through side markets. And when we go through that exercise in our office, I can show, for example, well, if you take an annuity, you know, here's how this works. Or if we take a stock, here's how this works. We take some mutual fund, here's how this works. We're going to go through all those scenarios and we're going to see which one fits your scenario better. And then we're going to go into further detail when people come in, they're afraid about running out of money, how that income is produced in good markets, bad markets, and down markets. We can also do some projections on other things, but that's the number one thing that people come into our office that they're worried about. Once I get them through what we call the educational part, I'm going to show what their shortfall is. So in other words, if they need $5,000 per month and they have 4,000 coming in, but they need $1,000 from their investments, that's your shortfall, you're short. And that over time, over 30 or 40 years, could add up to you need to produce a million dollars of income. And that's what people are afraid of. So what investments will fill that shortfall typically without having to sell anything. So I don't want to sell shares. I don't want to sell principal. I want to use interest. I want to use dividends. I want to use something along those lines to fill that gap. And once we get through that education part of our planning, it seems to settle most fears when people come in because they understand it for the first time. So understanding how you're going to produce that income is the number one thing that we do in our office to help people eliminate that fear about running out of money for the day. I hope that answered the question. Yeah, that's a big one, and it it certainly does, Kevin. All right, so another pain point would be angst about taxes. How often is that the kind of the top pain point of somebody coming to meet with you? Now, that's not too often because we all have to deal with taxes. We've been working with it for our entire working, you know, career. But we do see it from time to time. And our plan, you know, when we sit down, we're going to show your current tax bracket. Or if you're going to retire, we're going to show that tax bracket. And we can show, you know, gross versus net, those types of things. But in our plan, we have something that I think is different than most other plans that you'll see. And we call it your principal tax concern. And what that principal tax concern is, is we're going to look at all the money that you've accumulated and we're going to separate it into two categories, IRA, 401ks, you know, what we call qualified money or non-qualified money. Now your IRAs, your 401ks, unless it's sitting in a Roth, is going to be 100% taxed when it comes out. So if you have a hundred grand sitting in a 401k and you withdraw all 100 grand and it's just in a traditional 401k, you're going to pay tax on all of that. That's what we're talking about, the principal tax concern. How much money have you saved for retirement? How much of that is 100% taxed? Now, if you come into our office early, there's some strategies that we can work about to maybe lessen some of those taxes going into retirement and help you out while you're in retirement. But sometimes, you know, people come in after the retirement, we can still do some planning. It's never too late to do planning. So when we're talking about taxes, there are some key opportunities that we uncover in our plan, in our simplicity planning process that we can go over and maybe implement. And once we get that far, then we're going to sit down with typically their accountant and we're going to go into further detail with their accountant, get their accountant's opinion and make sure that we're headed in the direction because maybe there's some things I don't see in the back end of what they're doing on taxes. But that 
is very easily planned for, and that's just by sitting down and looking at those things we just discussed, and then going into a little bit more planning and coming up with some solutions to solve that. Great points across the board so far, covering five different pain points that you will often see people come in with. Angst about taxes, maybe not as common as running out of money before dying, but another pain point nonetheless. What about a paralyzing fear of ending up in a nursing home? Is that nursing home care issue a uh, big one for people to worry about? It works in two different ways, Walter. So when you first, you know, when somebody comes in and they first retire, they're typically 60 years old or somewhere in that neighborhood. So it's not so much of a fear. But as we get older, guess what creeps in? That fear of nursing home. Because now we've seen somebody that, you know, had to go to the nursing home. We've seen how devastated their portfolio and their way of living. And so it becomes a bigger fear as we get older. Or if you have an immediate family member that is going through that situation, that triggers a lot of, you know, anxiety and, you know, a lot of phone calls and coming in and start planning for that. So the nursing home is... I would say number two, when people come in that they're worried about, but as I said, as you get older, it becomes a bigger fear. So it's easy to plan for it, and people don't don't realize that. How do you plan for it? Well, number one, in my, in my opinion, you should be looking at what's called long-term care insurance. What does that do? It pays for such an event. Let me give you an example, Walter. When I said long-term care insurance, what did you picture? Um, long-term care insurance. I pictured, uh, well, I pictured nursing homes, I suppose in my mind, but then I also pictured expensive. Right. So that's exactly, you just hit it right on. That's exactly what everybody thinks. But if you buy that policy, does Walter, do you know anybody that wants to go to a nursing home? Uh, zero people, zero people, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the goal for everybody. But did you know that those policies will pay for at-home healthcare or assisted living? Okay. So, I, I t- typically say, listen, let's keep you out of the nursing home if all possible. Let's have the help come to you because nobody wants to go there. And here's the key. In order to buy that insurance, you have to be eligible health-wise. So if you had a stroke and you want to buy that insurance, you're, you're not going to get it. You have to be healthy. So are you healthier early on or later on? Typically, it's earlier on. So people that are thinking about this, should be thinking about purchasing this earlier in life than later in life because there's a huge premium difference. So if you buy it at 60 versus 70, it's probably going to be double the premium at 70 that it is 60. And then your health may prevent you from getting at 70 where you, you know, you may have some health issues where at 60, you don't have any health issues. So if that's a concern, that needs to be addressed because that can, that can devastate your, your, all your planning you did up to this point and that can devastate your spouse and your family members and all those types of things. And it's easy to plan for. Yes, there is an expense. People insure their houses. They insure their boats, their cars, their iPhones, but they don't insure their nest egg. And I think that's a number one mistake. People go into retirement and they don't put enough consideration into. All right, Kevin, another good one here. By the way, if you've got questions for Kevin, easy to get in touch. You can call 888-885-PLAN to reach him. That's 888-885-PLAN. If we happen to hit on a pain point that uh, maybe drives you a little bit crazy and you want to problem solve for that a little bit, 888-885-PLAN is your number to call to set up a time to visit. Uh, Number four pain points here, general uneasiness about retiring and walking away from that paycheck. So it's not so much the fear of running out of money before you die and, and that side of it, but there's just sort of this like security in having that paycheck that walking away from it is really difficult to overcome. Well, that's in the top five also. So the paycheck, let's think about this just for, I'm going to ask you a math question here, Uh-oh, Walter, but okay. it's, it's going to be an easy one. Zero. So, <laughs> Did I get it right? Did I even guess? Yeah, yeah, Did I get it right yeah, on the front end? Yeah. Well, just round it off. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> 
So say you, you get a job at 20 years old and you retire at 60. That's 40 years. Okay. So if you get a paycheck every week for 52 years, roughly, you don't have to give me an exact number, how many paychecks have you received? Oh, goodness gracious. So 50, 52? You said weekly or monthly paycheck? No, weekly. Weekly? Times 40 yeah. years? Times 40 years. Okay, so over 2,000. Over 2,000 is yeah. very good. You, but you made it sound like it was going to be like 100 minus 10 kind of no, question. No, you, no. you went multiplication there. Yeah. So Luckily, we've I have got... the calculator ready to go. <laughs> well, you always have it on hand. Yeah, I do. You know, you but, know me well. <laughs> <laughs> so we have over 2,000 paychecks. So that's created a habit. We've gotten these paychecks for all these years, and you're getting close to retirement, and now all of a sudden the paychecks stop. And that's what you know. You know some people will really... Uh, worry about. So what do you do to replace that paycheck? Well, some of you are going to have a pension that's going to help replace it. Everybody's going to have social security that's going to help replace it. But what for that shortfall? We keep talking about this shortfall, the money that you need up and above your pensions and your social security so you can live the retirement you want. Well, that's where the planning comes in. That's where, you know, how do we take your assets? Now, I want you to think of this differently. So the money you've accumulated in your 401ks, your IRAs, and bank accounts and all those types of things. When you stop working, those are your employees. We need to put them to work to produce a paycheck 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks uh, a year with no vacations because that's going to be replacing your paycheck. That's going to be filling that shortfall that we keep talking about. So I understand when people come in and they say, I'm, I'm a little nervous, my paycheck stops. But again, we go through the planning process. We show what you saved, how we're going to make up that shortfall, how it's going to be turned into income. And once we go through that the education process, that generally makes people feel a lot a lot better. And then they feel better and they're going to put in their, their notice of retirement. So that's how we deal with that here. Great points, Kevin. All right, one more pain point. Let's slide this one in. Anxiety about an impending market crash, something that people have uh, been living with that pain point, that fear for maybe uh, quite a while now. Well, Wall Street's done a really good job. And, you know, have you read any financial news here in the last week or so, Walter? Yeah, to just a smidge. Just a smidge, right? Yeah. It's always about the crash is coming. Sure. This guy says this, this, this gal says this. And then on the other side, this guy says, no, we're going to do good. And this gal says that. But the market crash is always front and foremost. So they've done a really good job at scaring the, you know, putting a fear in us about this impending market crash. So how do we deal about that? Well, again, if we're talking about investment planning, how much risk do you need to take? And we boil that down in our simplicity program. So it's going to give us a very specific number. And I call it your retirement number. Once we figure that number out, it's going to say, this is how much risk you need to take. The bottom line, we need to do this. You can take more if you want, but you can't take less. So let's figure that out first. And if, you know, if we, let's say you're 80% in stocks and 20% in, in bonds, for example, but maybe you could be 40% stocks and 60% in bonds in this particular example. All we're going to do is figure that out. And then from that point forward, we're going to say, all right, based on this model, based on how much risk you need to take, how are we going to pick investments to fill that shortfall? How are we going to make sure that through the up markets, the down markets, and the sideways markets, that the income isn't impeded? The income still comes every month, month in and month out. And that's the biggest part, is figuring out how you're going to do that. When people come into my office, we bring up that simplicity plan, it stares right in the face, because I'm showing the shortfall. I'm showing all the income that needs to be produced over their, over their lifespan, and I'm saying, this is staring you right in the face. Whether, you, whether I help you, somebody else helps you, or you do it yourself, this has to be fixed before 
you go into retirement. And once you figure that out, once we figure out, because the market's going to crash many times, once we figure out how that income is going to be produced with all of these market fluctuations for the next 20, 30 years, that tends also to, to calm people down and get them over that anxiety because they know in certain conditions and you know all conditions that income is still going to be coming in and it relieves a lot of that anxiety well there you have it some of the major pain points in retirement planning for us not you all of us fall into some of these pain points we all have things that bother us that knock us off track that distract us that occupy our mind space a little bit and that's why it's so important to get good counseling and good planning when it comes to your finances and that's why financial coach kevin ray is here at inside folios serving you all throughout the tri-city area but primarily based in pinconning where it's where the central office is you can meet in person or via zoom if you prefer the remote style the number to call to set up that time to visit and it starts with just an easy simple conversation just to see if Kevin might be able to help you out, see where you stand, talk about where you want to go, all those kinds of things. You can call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to get in touch. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or you can go to insightfolios.com. And if you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. Kevin and the team will follow up with you to secure that time to visit. 888-885-PLAN. It's complimentary to come out and have a visit. 888-885-PLAN. Still more to come on today's show. Stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. This isn't a get-rich-quick show. It's not a bigger and better show. It's not a make-your-head-spin-with-complex-numbers-and-data show. This is Simply Financial. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Each week, we take a little sidestep from the financial world just to talk about something interesting or fun to get to know Kevin a little more. Uh, Kevin, I'm curious. We're talking about not food on this week's show. We're talking about uh, but something else that's very still well-liked and universal, sleep. Uh, so my question for you is, do you normally fall asleep easily, or does it take you a while? I'm usually out like a light. Really? That's a good thing. That's great. Yeah, I normally, you know, once my head hit the pillow, within five minutes, I'm usually gone. I can tell you a funny story, Walter, how hard I sleep sometimes. Yeah. We went camping. Up, I belong to an organization called Cannon Creek Ranch. It's a hunting club, of course. And we went up there to visit some friends. And we're staying in just, this is probably 25, 30 years ago, probably even longer than that ago. Anyway, we're staying in the tent on our friend's lot when they're staying in their camper and a big thunderstorm come through. And I woke up the next morning and there's branches all the way down, a couple of limbs down. And my buddy says, I thought you'd have come in last night. I said, why? He says, you didn't hear that storm? I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so normally I go to sleep, I go to sleep. So It was happening all around you and you had no idea. Yeah, He thought I was going to come in the camper and get out of the tent, but I mm-hmm. never knew what was going on. So, See, so that's interesting. I'm a hard sleeper once I get to sleep usually. Like I sleep through storms and all that stuff as well. But I have trouble falling asleep for sure. So I I know they say don't look at your phone to fall asleep and that kind of thing. Like it'll it, it keeps you awake and all this. But I look at my phone and scroll and read news and things like that. To and I usually fall asleep pretty quickly if I'm doing that. And I I wake up you know hours later still holding the phone in my hand or it's at that point you know maybe falling off to the side or something. But I'll fall asleep mid scroll on something. Who knows how many people I've accidentally texted or called as my <laughs> as my hand is still on the screen and I fall asleep. But I have found lately for some reason that helps me get to sleep. When I don't do that, I'm just wide awake with my thoughts and my brain races 100 miles an hour. So 
I don't know, just sort of like letting my brain veg out on like mindless, you know, news stories and scrolling. I'm, it must be the same impact that some people get you know, they bored when they read or like they read and it makes them sleepy and tired. So I guess it's that same kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that usually works pretty well on me and gets me to sleep quickly. Now, the big question is when you fall asleep with the phone in your hand, and it hits the floor. Does it wake you up? Yeah, it usually doesn't make it all the way to the floor, <laughs> the floor thankfully. Okay. It just right. gets kind of pushed to the side of the bed, I guess, somewhere. But yeah, uh, that doesn't mean I've never not hit it onto the floor. That has happened a few <laughs> times. But uh, what more likely happens is uh, if I'm laying on my back, I'll fall asleep while holding it above my head and it'll hit me in the face that's happened a couple that's <laughs> definitely happened a couple of times and uh, connie doesn't let me forget it when that's the i was case. gonna say connie's having fun with those things oh yes. absolutely she she's chuckling as i'm sitting there falling asleep you know something like that it's uh it's entertaining she on the other hand is like you she's you know she before her head hits the pillow she's asleep very easily uh, gets to sleep. So it's funny how we're all made up a little bit differently that way. It is. It mm-hmm. is. All right. More coming up on today's show. Back to the financial talk. And we're going to talk about some more fuzzy math in a moment. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. Let's see what people are saying about Simply Financial. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Now back to the show. Getting ready to wrap things up on Simply Financial this week. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning. And if you've got questions for us, you can go to insightfolios.com and click the Listen button to get in touch. Uh, We have a question to feature on today's show. This one comes to us from Penny. Penny says, I've been retired for about three years, and even though I've been making withdrawals from my IRA, the account balance is actually higher than it was when I first retired. But even seeing this, I still can't shake the fear that I'm going to run out of money eventually. Is this common? That is a really good question, Penny. And it is quite common when I have people come to my office. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The market's been going very good for the last two or three years. And now we're seeing, you know, some volatility come about. And you're probably following what's called the 4% rule. Meaning, you know, there's studies been done out there say, if I take 4% of my portfolio, there's a good chance I shouldn't run out of money before I go on to the next life. But what we're finding out when people come to my office, Walter, is that what have they been doing all of the years, you know, to get to retirement with their portfolio? What, what's been the mindset? Uh, like, you know, just save as much as you can. Yeah, growth, right? Growth, put it away and yeah. try not to touch it. And yeah. So what Penny is feeling, I believe, is that she's seen growth all of these years. Now she's worried if the market pulls back 20, 30% and I'm still pulling out 4%, am I going to run out of money? And you may, you may not, Penny. So the answer to this question is you need to have a solid income plan. And I know I say this every week, but you need to, an income plan where your investments are going to generate income in, the, in such a manner that it doesn't matter what the market's going to do. Either it's, you know, it's going to produce income through up or down mar- markets, sideways markets. And so you can see it and you understand it. And I think, Penny, for most people that come in my door, they're just guessing that growth is going to work for them. And they, they don't have the confidence that you don't have. If you're looking for confidence, you need that plan to guide you to and through retirement and for you to understand how investments are going to generate the income through ups and down markets and sideways markets as we talk about every week. So give me a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you. Go through that process. It doesn't take that long. It's about an hour. And we'll start that process. And I'll show you how we, in our office, we take your investments and 
we turn it into income so that when the market does go down, because it's going to go down many times over the next 10, 20, 30 years, that we're not relying on growth to replenish what we're spending. So give us a call, Penny. I'd be happy to sit down and go through that process with you. That's all you have to do is pick up the phone, take that action to put one foot in front of the other, make that first step to setting up a conversation with Kevin Ray at Insight Folios. 888-885-PLAN is your number. That's 888-885-7526. He is your financial coach serving you throughout the Tri-City area with an office right there in Pinconning. 888-885-PLAN. Call that number right now and tap into those three-plus decades of experience that Kevin has in this financial planning world. 888-885-PLAN. Well, Kevin, thank you for the great show today. Appreciate your insight, and uh, let's do it again next weekend, shall we? I think it'll be fun. Yeah, we always have let's talk. Up, let's, let's, let's pick a food topic next week. We, we kind of got it in a couple times today with, between, <laughs> between popcorn and meatloaf. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're always going to have something food-related to discuss on this show. Uh, love it. Thanks, Kevin. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you very soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Have a great rest of your weekend. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.